Wrestling fans, are you ready? Yes, 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 yes. For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, uh, let's get ready to rumble! What's going on, guys? Welcome back to WrestleRant Radio, a very special WrestleMania 39 weekend edition for April 1st, 2023. I am Graham G. S. Matthews. Hope you guys are doing well and enjoying WrestleMania weekend. Very last minute. What else is new? Um, couldn't record on Thursday. I've been out in Los Angeles, California all week for WrestleMania week stuff. I was at uh, Disneyland earlier in the week, so it's been crazy. And I'm just now getting to the point where I can sit down and record, hopefully upload it before the show starts, and uh, here we are, so... It, it, it's been nuts. It's been nuts. So it's, we're going to have a shorter show than usual today. RJ can't join us uh, due to the time difference. He's busy with work. It's been a hectic last couple of days. He will be back next week, of course, for the WrestleMania review, but he can't join me today, unfortunately, for the uh, WrestleMania predictions. So what we're going to do first, I'm going to air the interview I did with Rey Mysterio. Uh, we did it last Friday, um, went up on Friday this past week the day of the Hall of Fame before his Hall of Fame induction that night, talking all about his Hall of Fame induction. We talk all about the Hall of Fame induction. This was before the match with Ray, or rather with Dominic, was made official on SmackDown that night. So last Friday, um, eight days ago, he talks as if the match hasn't been made official yet, but obviously it is. We talk about the Dominic feud, Hall of Fame, being on the the, uh, face of the latest Cinnamon Toast Crunch Box. That's a thing. I actually have a box sitting right here next to me. They had it at the media junket earlier this week, so I picked up a box. Um, that was just sitting there, so I have that to bring home on the plane. Um, yeah, so there's that, and we talk about a whole other bunch of things, and, and his recent run, and how he's firing at all cylinders right now, and so much more. So it's a great interview. I really enjoyed it. Um, you guys should hopefully enjoy it as well. And on the back end of that, to kind of close out this uh, close out this abbreviated version of the show this week, I'll have my WrestleMania predictions and rattle off RJ's as well that he sent me earlier. And, um, yeah, that's about it. So, new episodes of the show every single Thursday, of course, on WrestleRant.com, WrestleRantRadio.com, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Podbean. Rate the show, review the show, subscribe to the show. Never miss new episodes every single Thursday, usually. Today's Saturday, but usually the show goes up on on Thursday. So, check it out next week for our full WrestleMania review. Hopefully, by that point, we're back on track with our regular schedule. Fingers crossed. Um, But anyway, enjoying my exclusive interview with the latest official WWE Hall of Fame inductee, the legendary Rey Mysterio. Rey, what's going on, man? How are you? Good. How are you? Doing excellent. Always a pleasure talking to you, man. First and foremost, congratulations. Thank you you very much, Graham. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Like Greg said, I mean, a week from now, you're going to be in the Hall of Fame. You know, we don't know about the WrestleMania match yet. Obviously, we're a week away. You said you're not fighting your son. Still a possibility. Who knows? Face of Cinnamon Toast Crunch. You got a lot of stuff going on right now, man. How are you feeling? What's going through your head? Man, I'm overwhelmed by uh, uh, all of these opportunities that have been presented to me. Um, you know, like you said, the uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, um, seeing the growth of my son in the ring, him wanting to challenge me, <laughs> being inducted into the Hall of Fame, uh, still looking for a WrestleMania spot. 
you know, there's so many mixed emotions going on right now. But uh, at the end of the day, I'm just trying to soak everything in, you know, little by little, one thing at a time. Do you think you're going to get that moment to let it sink in when you're in your native California, in your home state, on that Hall of Fame stage? Do you think that's when it's going to happen for you? I hope so. You know, I still get congratulated uh, for being inducted, and, and it just blows my mind because you normally think of the Hall of Fame as uh, after your retirement. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I'm still active and, and full in effect, so uh, it, it, it's hard sometimes to even digest the fact that I'm being inducted into the Hall of Fame, but I feel truly honored and blessed to be uh, added to the list of legends that have, uh, you know, paved the way for us to come in. I mean, like you said, when you when you hear that Hall of Fame title attached to any name, you think, oh, their career is over, they're done, whatever. Obviously, you're still going strong. No signs of slowing down anytime soon. Uh, Ric Flair only being the only other person to have been inducted while still active, and he retired the next day. Obviously not the case with you. So when you get asked to go into the Hall of Fame, is that your first thought? Like, well, I'm not, are you telling me to wind down? Like, what's your first thought process when you hear that? <laughs> that, that was my first reaction, that I wasn't ready to retire. And, uh, it was like, no, 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 it's, it's not, it's not that way. They're like, mm-hmm. no, we just feel like it's the right time just because of where we're at being so close to home. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Hispanic audience, you know, it was just going to feel very, uh, home based. So, uh, that's why, uh, this all came about, but overall, man, I mean, whether, uh, whether it's now or later, the fact that I'm being inducted is, uh, is a, huge blessing you know i'm truly honored to be part of this of this class and to be part of the hall of fame in general Mm. um i always i always thought one day like man it would be cool to to be inducted into the hall of fame one day you know I, i hope i can get my my spot my opportunity and we're one week away from that yeah, and you talk about just being inducted in California, so close to home. I mean, everything going on right now with you and Dominic on TV, it just kind of feels like the stars aligned. Who have you heard from since you heard the news of you being inducted? Obviously, I know you know Dave, obviously, Batista at one point was speculated. Maybe at some point he'll go in. He, he's basically already in. It's more a matter of having the ceremony. I'm sure you might have heard from him, among others. Any cool sentiments you've heard from your fellow coworkers, peers, and stuff in the last couple of weeks? A- any what? I'm sorry? Any sentiments as far as any cool congratulations messages from peers and fans and family and stuff like that? Oh, uh, the, the first person that texted me once uh, I was announced that I was being part of the Hall of Fame was Dean Malenko. Nice. Dean Malenko re- reached out immediately. He was the first guy. And uh, he said, oh, he goes, oh, my God. He goes, I got chills when I heard that you were being inducted. He goes, I can't miss it for the world. So, uh, uh, you know. To hear that is, uh, man, it's it's incredible. You know, Dean Malenko, the guy that broke me in uh, WCW for the first time, he could have he could have made me, or he could have broke me, and uh, <laughs> he helped he helped make the career for Rey Mysterio in WCW, and uh, that's when all eyes kind of turned uh, our way. You know, um, our division, the cruiserweight division. So uh, I'm very thankful with Dean and and. Uh, I can honestly, truly call him a friend. That's awesome. No, that's super cool. That's super fitting. And he was the first one to text you, given your guys' history, like you said. And another cool aspect of this induction was that, like I said, we only found out, I think, two weeks ago on SmackDown Live on the Air, 
usually ahead of the inductee, the main inductee being announced on television, online, or whatever, people usually have a good, pretty good idea of who it's going to be. No one knew it was going to be you until we saw that video air on SmackDown. So can you take me through the process of like how close to the vest you had to keep this announcement, not telling anyone to make sure this didn't leak out anywhere beforehand? Well, I don't, I don't even know if I knew before the fans knew. Uh, although uh, it might have happened simultaneously. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, um, uh, as soon, as soon as the word got out, it was like, Oh, my phone was buzzing, was buzzing left to right from family to friends to, uh, um, you know, coworkers. Um, but it was, it was, uh, it wasn't that hard to keep of a secret because like I said, uh, I think when they broke the news to me shortly after it, it got out and, uh, everyone knew about it. That's so cool. Like I said, when we heard that announcement, I'm thinking, wow, this is incredible. You're still active on the roster. Very deserving. I mean, this guy is blue. No surprise there. But it's really cool to see. And like you said, how timely and how fitting this is going to be. I mean, obviously, we're a week away from the ceremony from when we speak right now. No spoilers, I guess. But obviously, you have a pretty good idea, I assume, of who's going to induct you. Any any news on that front? Oh, yes. One thousand percent. The first person that I chose and uh, and that knows me the best is Conan. Mm hmm. You know, Conan, uh, I've known him since I was 12 years old. He uh, he opened up so many doors in my career. And I've always said uh, I'm very thankful with God first and then with Conan because, you know, I could have been as good as I, as I have been over the years, but I could have been just a local good wrestler, you know, uh, especially back then in the early 90s. It's who you knew and how you can get in to a company like AAA, like ECW, mm-hmm. like WCW. And uh, he kind of, you know, paved the way for me to to make my entry. No, yeah, I know he's been talked about a lot in the last week as someone who's the leading, you know, candidate to induct you, as you mentioned right here. I mean, that's super cool, and I think it would only make sense if he was there, and hopefully we get to see him on the stage uh, next Friday. That would be pretty sick. And I mean, you mentioned it earlier, too, being the face of the Cinnamon Toast Crunch box. I mean, that's pretty sick, man. I mean, considering that you're probably, not just currently, but ever, one of the most recognizable wrestlers of all time. So to be on a, on a cereal box is pretty cool. Like, has that sunk in for you yet or not yet? Um, so it, it hasn't, it hasn't, um, I still haven't seen it in person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've just seen the images, but, uh, um, you know, this is, this is part of, uh, um, your desire of, of wanting to make it in the business. You know, you don't know how many obstacles you're going to find along the way. You don't know how big your, your career is going to stand out and, uh, how many opportunities you're going to be given. But uh, I think this is a proof of of being able to take advantage of every opportunity that has been given to me, and uh, that I've 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 um, in a way uh, have made great connections over the years, mm-hmm. and, and have always respected my peers. And you know, when you when you work hard, and you train hard, and you're focused, and you set your mind to something, you know. Uh, opportunities come and it pays off with things like this being on the cover of a cinnamon toast crunch box <laughs> being on a cover of wwe 2k22 mm-hmm. you know uh so many things that that uh i just didn't know that that came with the territory i just wanted to be a, a wrestler you know yeah. and i wanted to follow in my uncle's footsteps and uh and god has been uh, extremely good with me in my career 
Yeah, I mean, just look at where you are now. Obviously, being ducked into the Hall of Fame, far from over, like you mentioned. And I know the mention. I know the last time that we spoke last summer, you mentioned these stem cell stuff and how helpful that's been for you, getting you back into the ring and really far from retirement. You're in there killing it each and every week. From where we're speaking right now tonight on SmackDown, facing LA Knight. I mean, in there with Gunther and Karrion Cross, all these younger guys. That's so cool to see. Uh, just talk about like. I mean, this isn't really anything new. Fitting, uh, you know, hitting the fountain of youth of sorts in the sense that you've been rejuvenated these last couple of years, the last couple of months. I mean, that's been the case for years now with you. So again, really nothing new. But I feel like this is one of the best runs you've had so far with where you are on the show. Would you agree with that? I mean, just kind of talking about your current run a little bit. Um, most definitely. I, I think uh, the, to be able to hang on with the younger talent and the new generation has been challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, oh, because it, it, in a way it's a different style, you know, different style from when I broke in, when, uh, myself, psychosis, Juventud were revolutionizing the sport, you know, in a way now it, it's gone, uh, you know, extremely, uh, revolutionized, but overall, I think my hardest, um, work has been trying to maintain with the younger talent. But uh, like you mentioned, you know, stem cells have been very, very useful, very mm-hmm. helpful. And the moment uh, my body um, started feeling the reaction to it was, oh, my God. Wow. This is this is really uh, rejuvenational. You know, it mm-hmm. was it was something that was uh, that was it was helping me in the ring, but also it was helping me traveling. It was helping me with waking up every morning. Uh, not having uh, pain in my knees, you know, after so many surgeries on my left knee. So <clears throat> overall, it's been very, very helpful. Um, and despite the challenges that I've faced over the years, you know, I've kind of learned with time and, and maturity how to pace myself and how to maintain in the game, you know, and, and still be Rey Mysterio, which I think is really uh, a blessing. Yeah, we see it every single week on SmackDown, man. You haven't lost a step. It's amazing to see, and, and you hey, just talk about you. yeah, absolutely, dude. And I mean, just talking about the work you're doing right now. You've been back in W. I mean, obviously, you've been wrestling for decades, but you came back to the company five years ago, and you've had all these different championship runs, different feuds, this stuff with Rollins, and everything else along the way. Samoa Joe being another name. Currently, though, the stuff with Dominic on TV. Honestly, from a fan perspective, me personally, one of the best parts of the show is every single week. Just the we- the work that you're putting in on the mic in the ring everything fans are seeing are you as proud of what you're doing right now and the effort you're putting in i mean again the effort's always been there obviously but it's just as far as it feels like you're on another level now which is weird to say because again you've always been a legend as odd as that is to say as far as like the last couple of months you've really been hitting that next gear do you feel like that's been the case with you or has that not really dawned on you at all there's there's a uh, different type of motivation Mm -hmm. uh obviously when when you're on your own and you're trying to make a name for yourself and then you compare uh a motivation that is uh led by your son Mm -hmm. by wanting to see him do good and by helping him as much as you can guiding him and showing him the ropes you know um despite our differences you know it's it's been very uh very it's been very motivating uh stepping in there with my son you know, whether it was wrestling together or now facing each other, you know, uh, being able to talk uh, face to face, which pretty much feels like home. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't feel like I'm in a ring. It doesn't feel like like, uh, um, 
you know, I'm, I'm working. It feels like this is, this is a real life base. There's been many times where I've gotten in his face and I've told him how much he's messed up and vice versa, how much, you know, I've, I've done bad. And, uh, you know, him speaking up to me in general, mm-hmm. you know, and me having to put him in his place. So I think that's, that's where the, uh, the passion comes out because it's so genuine and it's so original. Uh, these are moments that we've, we've had, uh, in the past, you know, at home, mm-hmm. you know, um, on the street, you name it. And, it, and it's also something that's very relatable to, to your regular family oriented Hispanic or American, um, base that, you know, kids tend to feel that way about their fathers mm-hmm. and fathers, uh, have not been there for their kids maybe as much as they would want to, but they fucking worked their ass off mm-hmm. to give them a life that, you know, that they only dreamed of. So, um, <clears throat> when you put all of that in perspective, it's like, it just comes so organic, uh, that, uh, it, you know, you just, you display it very well. You don't have to, you don't have to hide anything. Everything yeah. is just there. Yeah, no, like I was going to say, I mean, it's just so easy. I feel like every time you guys go out there, it's just organic, like you say. I mean, I, I feel like it must be easy for you just to go out there and speak with your son. It doesn't feel like you're having a, an on-screen rivalry, so to speak. Like, it's just your father and son talking. And I feel like that's why fans are so invested in what we're seeing with you guys right now is because it's so real. And there's an element of truth to everything you guys are saying, which is so cool. And we talk about the Hall of Fame. Part of your legacy is everything Dominic has done, is doing, and will continue to do as well. And all the progression he's shown. I mean, the last nine months since he uh, turned his back on the fans, he has been one of the best parts of the show as well. So it's super cool to see, despite his attitude issues, like you mentioned. I mean, he's got to work on that. But talk about his run right now. <laughs> you know, you're running whatnot. You're going into the Hall of Fame, right? Last question for you. What can make this run for you right now more special? I mean, it's so cliche to say, oh, you're in the Hall of Fame. That's the peak. But it's really not, though. I mean, I feel like for you, the best is yet to come. Yeah, well, uh, man, I mean, uh, this off and on rivalry with Dom challenging me has, has uh, you know, been taken to the extreme. I know he wants his WrestleMania moment so bad, you know, and uh, you know, as much as I say, I'm not going to fight you, I'm not going to fight you. You know, if he keeps pushing my buttons and goes any further, uh, and there is boundaries that he cannot cross. Mm-hmm. And if he does cross them, if he knows what boundaries those are, and if he crosses them, then he might just get what he deserves, you know. But but overall, um, he, he knows how to push my buttons, just like I know how to push his, you know. But at the end of the day, uh, at the end of the day, uh, Hall of Fame, incredible ceremony, incredible induction, honored, blessed to be part of it, um, to seal it off with the cherry on top. Yeah, I think uh, it would be uh, a WrestleMania moment. You know, if if uh, my son and I were to step in there mm-hmm. and, um, you know, crush it. Well, we got to get there first. And I think I, I speak for everyone when I say I think we would all love to see you kick his ass at WrestleMania. Such a WrestleMania moment after all the hell that he's put you through the last couple of months, ruining holidays. That's not going to happen anymore. We'll, we'll see you at WrestleMania. Time will tell. But before then, like you said, we got the Hall of Fame. You're on the front of a cereal box, right? I mean, that's so fucking cool. I can't get over that. It's pretty sick. But uh, like I said, man, congrats on everything. You're always one of my favorite people to speak to. So great to chat it up again. And I'll, I'm sure I'll catch you down the road, right? Thank you very much, man, and I hope you enjoy WrestleMania, and I hope you enjoy the induction to the Hall of Fame.
Big thanks to Ray for the time. The audio of that interview should also be up on my YouTube channel soon enough. Don't have a video version of it. It was over the phone, but that should be up on my YouTube channel at some point. I was going to have it uploaded with the article on Friday, but the Wi-Fi service here at the hotel has been awful, so that should be up at some point. You just listen to it, so it's not really necessary, but you can check out the full article version of that same interview over on Bleach Report right now. Went up on Friday right before his Hall of Fame induction that night. Uh, so with all that being said, let's get into WrestleMania predictions. Like I said, a bit of a an abbreviated prediction panel here because we do have the pay-per-view in mere hours as I record this right now. I'm not even sure if this is going to be up in time due to the last-minute nature of this podcast. But Mr. Marceau couldn't join us, like I said earlier, due to the fact that he's out working right now. Uh, we have a time change difference. He's three hours ahead. It's currently in the middle of the afternoon where I am right now in Los Angeles, so this hasn't worked out. But he texted me his predictions. And we'll go through each match here as far as what we think, what I think, whatever. Uh, we pretty much agree on everything. So we'll start with what he thought was going to be the first. I mean, the first match on the show on night one is obviously the United States Championship match. John Cena, Austin Theory. Theory's going to win. I think he has to win. John Cena, there's a chance I could see him walking out as the champion. For the sole fact that it's opening the show, he's opened WrestleMania before as the U.S. champion, winning the United States Championship. That being back at WrestleMania 20, his first singles title in WWE. He won at WrestleMania in the opening match. This could be the same thing. And I've seen people pitch, oh, maybe John Cena wins it. He drops it at night two or on Raw on Monday to like a debuting star or someone new. Because obviously Cena's not sticking around. Yeah, but at that point it completely buries theory. Like I might be more open to that idea if... And like, oh, the argument, oh, theory can look credible in defeat... Cena completely fucking buried the guy in the mic a couple of weeks ago. And none of that would mean any... I mean, still, like, I don't think it was the best move at all. We've talked about this before, RJ and I. Um, I don't think that'd be smart to have him lose and prove... Basically prove what Cena said to be true. That Theory cannot live up to the hype. He can't hold his own. He can't test his mettle against the top stars of the industry and uh, win when it matters most. And I think he has to win here in order to salvage whatever credibility he has left as United States champion after being, again, completely fucking buried by John Cena a few weeks ago. So I think Theory has to win. I think he will win. I think there's a better chance of Cena winning now than there was a week ago, now that we know that they're kicking off the show, which is a nice opener. I was kind of surprised by that. I thought Rollins and Logan Paul might open the show, but that's fine. Um, Night one looks stacked, by the way. This should be a great night. But um, yeah, I think Theory walks out uh, still United States champion, as he should. Speaking of Rollins and Logan Paul, I do think Rollins beats Logan Paul. Logan Paul's gotten the better of Rollins on multiple occasions. They, um, you know, interacted at the Rumble. Logan Paul eliminated him from the Rumble. They interacted at Elimination Chamber, and Logan Paul cost him the United States Championship on that show. He's attacked him on Raw a few times. I feel like Rollins has got to win here. Um, not that he really loses anything from losing to Logan Paul. Rollins loses a lot. I think he's lost at Mania the last couple of years. He lost to Kevin Owens at WrestleMania 36. 37, he lost to Cesaro, and the last year he lost to Cody Rhodes. So I feel like he's due a WrestleMania win, and I feel like he should get it here. Logan Paul will be perfectly fine, especially if they don't know if Logan Paul's sticking around, which I assume he is, but uh, we don't know that as a fact yet. So we have that. The six-woman tag team match, Trish Stratus lead to Becky Lynch versus Damage Control. Um, I do think Damage Control walks away with the win. I don't think... Unlike with the Cena thing, I'm not really sure why they would have him bury Cena or have Cena bury Theory in the mic if Cena was only going to just walk out and win at WrestleMania, that wouldn't make much sense. Um, I feel like Becky's comments from Raw this week about Damage Control not doing anything since they debuted and all this other sort of stuff, it it just makes more sense to have Damage Control pick up the win here and, you know, send the message 
that they are indeed a credible faction and that they can win when it matters most and stuff like that. So um, I don't think Becky Lynch would make those comments unless the plan was to have Bailey's group finally win on the big stage because they've lost every other big match they've had up to this point. And there's also been reports of a Trish Stratus heel turn. So uh, Mr. Marceau, by the way, agreed on the six. He agreed on all these picks that I have for night one. So we have all the same predictions. Theory, Seth, and now damage control as well. Uh, the reports of Trish Stratus going heel, turning on Lynch, kind of add fuel to the fire. I do think we're getting that match at some point. I'm looking forward to it, possibly at SummerSlam. Um, I still would rather see damage control break up and go their separate ways. But I think if they're going to stay along for a little bit longer, then at least uh, Bailey's group should win this match. may not mean much if the focus is on um, you know, Trish and Becky, but a win is a win. Rey Mysterio and Dominic, I'm thinking Rey Mysterio loses to his son and puts him over when it matters most. Uh, Dominic has been wanting this match for a while on TV. Rey said no up until Dominic disrespected his mother, Rey's wife, Angie. And um, I haven't watched the Hall of Fame yet. I heard it was great, and they had some more interaction there. I think Dominic wins here, though. I don't think the feud is over yet. I don't think it should be over yet. I think Rey can stay in chase mode for a while. He may never even have to beat his son. Uh, but Dominic would benefit big time from all the great work he's been putting in lately via, you know, via his character stuff. I do think it would make the most sense to have him win here and not end the feud prematurely by having Rey Mysterio win clean and give Dominic his comeuppance. So I would save that for another time, probably a backlash in Puerto Rico, uh, maybe with the involvement of other Judgment Day members or Bad Bunny or Santos Escobar or whoever. I would have Dominic win here, though. I feel like that makes the most sense. Uh, the Fatal 4-Way Showcase Tag Team Match, Braun Strowman and Ricochet versus the Street Profits versus Alpha Academy versus the Viking Raiders. Uh, completely pointless match other than to get these four teams on the show. It should be a good match, if nothing else. The four-match, four-man, four-way uh, singles preview match for this on SmackDown on Friday was a lot of fun. And that was won by Strowman and Ricochet. I think they win this as well. Um, the Profits... Alpha Academy, they've gotten a million title shots. Same thing with the Raiders. Strowman and Ricochet are the only real team that aren't a team in this match, technically. Um, I do think they will win here because they're just the bigger stars of all three teams. I wouldn't be upset if the Profits win or Alpha Academy or Viking Raiders probably are the least likely to win here. Um, I just have a gut feeling it's going to be Strowman and Ricochet, but not that it really matters anyway. So you have that. Um, SmackDown Women's Championship. As far as what main events, I think it's got to be the tag team title match. I'm not even saying it will go on last. I don't think it will. I think it's probably going to be Charlotte and Rhea. I think Rhea Ripley walks out SmackDown Women's Champion, as she should, as she should have years ago against Charlotte as the NXT Women's Champion, and she did not. She has never been able to avenge those losses to Charlotte. She can and will and should here, and uh, Charlotte does the honors for Rhea Ripley. So even if it does main event, uh, the story's been going on long enough, and the feud hasn't been white hot lately, but... It should be a great match, if nothing else. They had a great match in front of no people for WrestleMania 36. So hopefully this is no different. Uh, but I do think Rhea, any other outcome but Rhea retaining, or rather winning, would be incredibly fucking dumb. The undisputed WWE Tag Team title match of the Usos taking on Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Uh, this, to me, and RJ agrees with all these picks as well, like I said, this, to me, is the real main event of WrestleMania by a wide margin. And the Usos retain, or rather win. Why would I why I keep saying the opposite outcome? I think they'll lose here to Owens and Zayn. We get new tag team champions. We get that amazing moment of Owens and Zayn, uh, you know, celebrating their victory as tag team champions. And the Usos move on to the next chapter of the whole Bloodline storyline. So, um, yeah, I think Owens and Zayn walk out new tag team champions here. So those are all my night one predictions for tonight. I'm looking forward to a fun show on Saturday. Um, like I said, RJ agrees with all of that. 
His night two predictions are also the same as mine every single match. So let's run through them. Uh, starting with the Intercontinental Championship match, which I would have opened the show, the triple threat between Gunther, Sheamus, and Drew McIntyre. I feel like it's got to be Sheamus's night. Um, he's never held the championship before. He's constantly talked about how it's the one championship that means the most to him that he's never held before. I guess fuck the Universal Championship. I don't blame him, but the Intercontinental Championship is what he needs to become a Triple Crown Grand Slam champion or whatever it is. And I feel like he's got to get his moment at WrestleMania. He did not beat Gunther the first two times they interacted um, late last year in two amazing matches on Clash of the Castle and SmackDown, respectively. I feel like Sheamus finally gets his win here, maybe pinning Drew, who might be on his way out. Reportedly, per PW Insider from last night, Drew, his contract is coming up soon, and he and WWE, according to the report, aren't remotely close to coming to terms on a new deal, which is very interesting. Um, I do think Sheamus wins here by pinning Drew. They keep Gunther undefeated. I would have just had Sheamus beat Gunther straight up. But I think Sheamus pins Drew. Drew may not be staying. I think he will ultimately. I don't know why he would leave. I don't want to even really want to see him leave. He still has more he can do and whatnot. Um, he's over. He's a fresh face in the main event scene from the last couple of years. So I wouldn't let him go. But I do think Drew, with his status up in the air at the moment, makes him more likely to take the pinfall as opposed to Gunther. But it doesn't really matter to me. I just want to see Sheamus walk out still, or rather the new Intercontinental Champion. Uh, Hell in a Cell between Edge and Finn Balor. It's going to be Edge's darker persona, question mark, against the Demon Finn Balor. Um, Hopefully this is a good match. Edge has had some killer Hell in a Cell matches before. The one with Rollins was great. But Edge has also had some matches since coming back that that have just been overly long, not as interesting as they should have been, not living up to the hype. Hopefully this is not one of those matches. This is one of his better matches since coming back. Um, I like the Hell in a Cell stipulation being brought in. I like the fact the cell reportedly will not be fucking red. So I like that. And there's also a rumor Edge might be bringing some friends with him, potentially Gangrel, to kind of combat Damien Priest at ringside, which would be fucking awesome. Um, So, yeah, I think this should be a good match. I could see it going either way. I could see Edge giving Balor his comeuppance, ending the rivalry with the Judgment Day. But he just won in Canada a month ago, a month and a half ago, at Elimination Chamber in Canada. So... He beat Judgment Day then, uh, when him and Beth teamed up against Finn and Rhea. To run it back here and have Balor lose the feud-ending match would be, to me, pretty fucking dumb. I feel like Balor's got to win here. Edge will be fine. Um, I know Balor already beat Edge back with Extreme Rules in the Night Equip match, so, which is what makes me think Edge could win here. But like I said, just I don't think Balor gains anything from that at all. He needs to win way more than Edge does. So I would have uh, Balor win personally, but that's just me. The women's showcase match, Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez taking on Natalia and Shotzi, Ronda Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler, and uh, Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville. Another match that means nothing. Uh, No real build. It's been lazy. I think Liv and Raquel win. Same thing with uh, Ricochet and Braun. They're a makeshift team, but they work well together. Natalia, I'm I'm sorry. I don't think they're going to win. I think it's going to be Ronda and Shayna. That was RJ's pick as well. I forgot they were in the match. Um, if they're being built up for a shot of the tag team titles, I could see them facing Becky and Lita very soon. If Becky and Lita are still tag team champions by the end of the weekend, which I don't know why they wouldn't be. They're not defending the championships. Um, I think Ronda and Shayna win here um, and continue their cause of being the next number one contenders to the women's tag team titles. Uh, for the Raw Women's Championship, Bianca Belair versus Asuka. Um, this should be a lot of fun as well. The build has sucked, but I do think the match itself will be very good. I'm thinking Bianca finally loses to Asuka. I can see Bianca retaining, but if she loses, if Asuka loses, what do you? What, what's next for Bianca? That's what I don't understand. A heel turn, maybe? That would be interesting. 
I could see maybe her going heel, flipping the roles here, making Asuka, you know, the baby face in the program. I just want to see Asuka be more aggressive and not do the clown shit that she was doing before she cut her hair and was doing the whole Kana gimmick. Um, you know, the real badass Asuka from NXT is the one that I enjoy the most and would want to see in the main roster more than anything. Um, I think she walks away with the championship just because they can continue the feud. I'm just not sure where you go from here with both women if both if Bianca retains and Asuka does not, and Asuka does not win. Um, Bianca's already wiped out pretty much the entire Raw women's division. She's already even actually beaten Asuka as well. They've had matches on Raw. They were involved in a triple threat match at Hell in a Cell last year that um, I think Asuka was pinned by Bianca, actually. I'm not sure if Becky was pinned in that. I don't remember, but that was a great match. I think the year-long reign of Bianca Belair comes to an end on this show, and we get a new Raw Women's Champion in Asuka. Maybe that's enough to make Bianca snap and turn heel. I don't think they're turning her heel. That would just make things more interesting. They need to make things more interesting with Bianca anyway. It's not necessarily her fault. Maybe they could do that coming out of WrestleMania with her dealing with the loss of her championship. Um, let's see. Brock and Omos. Unless Brock's leaving, and I could see them wanting to put over Omos on Brock's way out, that would be pretty stupid, uh, putting Omos over Brock. It's not completely out of the question. I mean, I guess it was guaranteed a couple of weeks ago, but that was before the rumors started of Brock leaving. I mean, I feel like we hear this all the fucking time. Brock's winning or losing. He's gone from the show for a while. I don't think we're going to see Brock back on the show for a little bit. Um, I don't think he's actually going. Why would he? He makes the easiest paycheck in the world for doing the least amount of work. I do think Brock wins. LOL. Hopefully keeping it short and sweet. That's all I can ask out of this. Um, And then we get to the main event. Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. This should be an amazing match. The build has been great. Cody Rhodes feels like the guy to beat Roman Reigns for that championship. There has never been anyone more over and more, I don't know, just it's not even like they've been feuding for a year, but what we've gotten from them has been amazing. And the build has been great on TV. The promos have been great. Cody's been on fire. No one feels more appropriate to take that title off of Roman more than Cody Rhodes. And to have Cody Rhodes lose here and then build a rematch at SummerSlam, to me, it's just fucking dumb. I wouldn't do that. Um, I would do it when the iron is at its hottest. It is at its hottest with Cody Rhodes. Strike when the iron is hot and give him the championship in front of the biggest possible crowd, the crowd that would go nuts when he wins. He's still extremely over. I think just having Roman Reigns retain, you run the risk of we get to a point with the Bloodline stuff where it's so great now, will it still be great coming out of WrestleMania if Roman retains? There's no progression there. For him to get to his next chapter, he must lose the Undisputed Championship. And to me, it's got to be the Cody Rhodes, just because no one else feels remotely ready for that spot on either roster or even in NXT. So not that it's now or never they can have Cody Rhodes win it down the road. I feel like him losing here is not good. And he can always get his win back over Roman, but I just feel like now's the time to do it and not in Detroit at SummerSlam. I just feel like that would be a waste of a a massive moment. And you want to beat Roman and have it be someone that I feel like can really benefit. I don't know if anyone else really makes as much sense. Cody Rhodes is not a main eventer yet. I mean, he is now because he's made him at the pay-per-views um, and stuff like that. But, you know, he he's not on Roman's level. No one is. And even by beating Roman, he won't be on Roman's level. But it's a big endorsement if Cody's able to pick up the victory here over someone that's been undefeated for a very long time. Someone that is the ultimate main eventer in WWE. And Cody Rhodes is not a main eventer yet. He's, he's come close. I mean, again, like I said, he technically is. Um, but he's not at that status of being someone that I feel... I mean, he should be a world champion, but he's not quite in that upper echelon yet until he becomes champion, and it should be on this show. 
So those are my WrestleMania predictions. Like I said, RJ's predictions are no different. It, it would have been nice to have him here to uh, hear his analysis, his thoughts in the card and whatnot. Uh, we are running very short today with the show. I understand that. We have the Rey Mysterio interview and the brief uh, you know, brief predictions for WrestleMania tonight and tomorrow. Just because the show is happening in mere hours. I got to get this up. I got to get hashtag up. Got to get a lot of other stuff done before I'm there in the building for the show. I'm just fucking exhausted. Fulfilled. It's been a great week. Um, but just very busy, and I'm looking forward to kind of being back on a regular schedule starting very soon. I'll be incredibly behind for a while, um, but I, no, I'm not looking forward to that. But still, it's been a very fun week, and I'm looking forward to a very fun weekend as well. So whether you're there this weekend or you're just going to be watching from home or whatever the case might be, enjoy it. Have an awesome time. We'll be back next Thursday with a full on-site report, myself and Mr. Marceau, who was not at WrestleMania, but we'll talk about it regardless. A uh, full on-site report and review from WrestleMania 39 on WrestleRant Radio next Thursday. New episodes every single Thursday, for the most part, aside from these special occasions. Um, WrestleRant.com, WrestleRant.com, iTunes, St- uh, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Pandora, Amazon Music. Rate the show, review the show, subscribe to the show. Never miss a new episode every single week, usually on Thursdays. Have an awesome one, guys. I'm Graham G.S. Matthews, and I'll catch your ass down the road.